0: Let us pray, pray together on our knees. Let us pray, pray together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Welcome to the Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that The Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Greetings, my dear friends, wherever you are and whoever you are. I wish it were possible for us to sit across the table from each other and talk about the things concerning our Lord Jesus. May I share a secret with you? Each time I come to the microphone or I stand in front of an audience or in a small group or just an individual to talk about God and his relationship to us and ours to him, I'm thrilled. I think it's a great privilege. But I admit to you, I'm also scared because I realize how awesome the responsibility is to represent the Christ of Glory, and so today again, I ask you to join me in prayer as we spend these few moments contemplating the things concerning our blessed Saviour. Lord, open our eyes to see wonderful things out of Your book, and by Your Holy Spirit stir us to be responsive to the promptings of God the Holy Spirit to surrender our lives to the Lord Jesus. Father, we Admit that there are needs represented in this radio audience of which I'm certainly unaware, but not you, O God. So we ask you today to listen to the cry of that person who is reaching out to you even now as we pray, and make these moments full of life-giving, life-enriching truth, as only you can do. We'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Recently, I had, I've had i had a kind of an ongoing discussion with a listener who writes about her way of religious engagement and is attracted, she says, to the teachings of Jesus Christ as long as they agree with her own life philosophy. Life philosophy, which is influenced by one of the proponents of transcendental meditation. I'm sharing this exchange with you because I'm of the opinion that there are people listening to this presentation today who are caught up in a religious philosophy that has its desirable tenets, its good points, and its sanctimonious presentation. And the deeper one goes, the further from God himself they're drawn. All they have to do is to dig deep into their inner being, their teaching tells them, and connect with their inside feelings. The infinite way presents such a message. The spirit in you, the element in you that reaches in and which you must work for by meditating morning and evening so that you can have that good feeling. My friend, that's all well and good, but the way of the cross, the way that Jesus came to bring, exceeds that. The way of the Lord Jesus Christ reaches out for us doesn't call for us to reach in and dig up and work up a feeling. Jesus is very clear with us. He says, my mission in the world is to come to heal the brokenhearted, is to come to forgive and cleanse the sinners so if I could do this all by myself, there would have been no need for him to come, and his coming certainly wouldn't have led to Calvary, where he paid the price that my sin demands. Now, this school of transcendental meditation tells me that I don't really have any sin. I just have to embrace the good. My friend, I am afraid that the Bible, from beginning to end, identifies sin as the enemy of the human race. It began its awful job of destruction way back in the infancy of the human race in the Garden of Eden. And so the message of Jesus Christ and the message of the entire scriptural body of teaching is that we are in ourselves incapable of earning God's good favor and that we need salvation. Paul, in his great treatise to the Church of Rome begins by laying out the totality of man's inability, man's corruptedness, man's wandering astray from God. And it doesn't take any literature to convince you and to convince me that we're sinners. We feel it, we know it, we do it, we see it, we hear it reported on at every... Level and every strata of human society. So, my message today isn't focused on convincing you that you are a sinner if you've never come to Christ. That has already been done by your own conscience and by the Holy Spirit prompting you to pay attention to that conscience that's convicting you of sin. I wish to share with you what one might call this, like I said, Salvation 101. But before we look at God's way of salvation, let me make clear that meditation is a wonderful experience and the Bible speaks abundantly about meditation. In fact, the book of Psalms embraces that thought time and again. It begins its great book with the call to meditation. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. See, it's not empty meditation. It's meditation guided by the law, the word of God, the principles of God's word. So, my friend, if you want to meditate, be sure you meditate on the the word of God, and it teaches you, it instructs you, and it instructs me that in and of ourselves we are incapable of achieving God's holy standard. The way of the cross is God's way of leading you into righteousness, satisfaction. He wants to roll the burden from you because Jesus bore the burden upon the cross of Calvary. If you're one of those embracing or inclined to embrace a philosophy that working your way into some sort of inner peace is the way to go, I urge you to visit with Jesus and one religious leader who had, I'm sure, similar ideas. His name is Nicodemus. We've heard the story over and over again. If you've lived in an area where the Bible is read or taught, but maybe you haven't. But this story is of a a religious leader, a good man, a man who was teaching the principles of scripture to the Jewish congregation. And he came to Jesus with his prepared speech. He said, Lord, I know Jesus, teacher, rabbi, you come from God. And in an act of, I believe, gracious deliverance, direction, protection, Jesus says to him, Nicodemus, You must be born again. I believe Jesus Christ was saying, forget all the religious language and treaties that you would present to me today. I don't need those. Listen to me. You must be born again. And my friend, that message resonates throughout the history of the human being. God has always been reaching out. He showed us in types and shadows in the Old Testament And in Jesus Christ, he fulfilled all those types and shadows. And the book of Hebrews says that this man, Jesus, this man, Jesus, this man, when he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, say forever, say forever, sat down. You see, the work of your redemption has been accomplished. You don't have to work for it. You simply need to embrace it. I'm going to share with you several verses of Scripture which makes it, makes it clear to us that we simply have to admit our sin and embrace the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, we read these words. All Scripture is inspired of God and is useful to teach what is true to make us realize what is working in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us what is right. And this same body of scripture that is spoken about in Timothy has this to say in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5. Now, I'm going to start with that scripture because this person with whom I talk likes very much what Jesus said on the Mount of Beatitudes in John's Gospel, chapter 5. But that same passage also says this, Do not think I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. So we can't lay aside the teaching of God because we are meditating on the things he said, take no thought for tomorrow and so on. That's just a teeny-weeny piece of this whole picture that Jesus Christ came to explain and to die for and to rise again for. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2 as another expression of our dependence on God for salvation. For by grace are ye saved, not through meditation, by grace are ye saved, not through meditation, but by faith, that not of yourselves, not your meditation. It's a gift of God. How do you receive a gift? Do you work for it? Do you save up for it? Do you labor for it? No, you take it, you embrace it. Now I hope that today you will embrace the gift of God. It says the grace of God provides the gift of God that we can have by faith. So right where you are, all you have to do is exercise faith and embrace the gift. But the Bible doesn't stop. He says, just in case you want to tack on some works, the writer says, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's a God-given relationship with himself. God has given you a privilege today to embrace his great gift of salvation without works. God has highly exalted Jesus Christ, given him a name which is above every name, because, listen to this, because he made of himself no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. He did all the work, my friend, and listen carefully now, this is the key to it, being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. My friend, do you get it? God has done the work. God has paid the price. God has given you the privilege today to embrace this great gift of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Jesus, the Lord says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. My friend, embrace him. He is God's gift to you. And the, your joy will know no end when you come to know Christ as Savior and Lord. God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. I've wandered far. It